0: Hi, I'm Max. I'm Joe. And I'm Zan. And we're the Three, Three Wining witches. witches. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow and give us a five star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content. Welcome back, Witches. Hello. Hi. Welcome back, Zan. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. We missed you. No, you didn't. I know.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> you were still with us last week and you just weren't physically with us. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: We drank for you though. Mm.
1: mm
0: sort of all have. that. Sort not of.
1: of. <laughs> yeah. Not quite as much, but uh, you know. That's
0: all right. So you, you poured one out for me. Yeah. yeah. This is to my homie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. How are you feeling? Okay. Are you hundred percent yet? I feel fatigued. Oh. For sure. I feel like uh COVID's making its rounds, so
2: Yeah. I've I've caught it four times now. Dang. But uh the first time was probably like the worst. Yeah. Uh, and then this fourth time was actually just exhausting and mm-hmm. I had a headache. That's it.
0: So we had another question and answer on our Instagram, and it's Akatar edition, and the question was, what clothing would get you banned from the night court? And here's the replies. Probably assless chaps, to be honest. <laughs> they would get you banned in a lot of places. <laughs> Crocs and cold
1: shoulder tops. <laughs> that would get you banned at my house. <laughs> As
0: you should be board shorts those should be banned from now (laughs) on forever never. ruffled spring dresses and crazy sun hats hmm socks with my sandals that charlie charlie hates that
1: (laughs) oh really uh my son wears socks with his slides (laughs) he like that's his weekend wear he wears that (laughs) all weekend long
0: oh but he can pass he's like Eight, yeah, well, you know,
1: Acela <laughs> does it, too, because my mom does it, and I'm like, oh, my God, and hers are, like, full-on, like, little streppy sandals, and she's still wearing socks. Oh, my
0: God, like, that. oh. And
1: I had to tell her, hey, you know, you don't have to wear socks, and she still does it. She feels protected. And the last one is a loincloth. Nice. <laughs> nah, man, it, depending on your physique, I might not ban you for that.
0: Cassian, <laughs> let's see him in the loincloth. Right. Let's do that. He would wear that for Halloween. Oh, <laughs> Did you say you would wear that for Halloween? (laughs) Maybe he would wear that for Halloween. Our first wine of the night is Saturday in Sunshine. Hard wine soda in the flavored cherry lime. It's actually pretty good. Like a spiked soda pop. Yeah. So the last time we
1: were together, we left off with Feyre going to Velaris, correct? And she's kind of giving... Resent some crap about saving this city. She couldn't she didn't understand why it was still intact. Right. Mm-hmm. right. She was surprised. Mm-hmm. Chapter 15 Hours later Fear awakes and dresses in comfortable clothes. She's going to explore the city. She is surprised by what she finds. Pretty townhouses, well-fed people, the sea. There are no monsters, no darkness, no fear or despair. She sees the flat-topped mountains of red stone, and to north are different mountains with sharp peaks reese tells Fira the middle peak is where his other home is located in the city the house of wind and they will be dining there tonight fear asks how and recent answers luck and she berates him mm-hmm. for keeping his people safe while the rest of prithian was ravaged why didn't he extend that luck to anyone else He answers that Velaris has remained a secret for millennia. Amarantha didn't touch it because she never knew it existed. Spells and wards keep it secret. When Amarantha came, he had to make some hard choices. Pierre asks, what is there in the city that is worth saving at the cost of everyone else? And Rhysand simply says everything.
2: I can't believe that she asks that. Yeah, I know. Mm. I'm like, There's children laughing in the street. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> She's so bitter. Mm-hmm.
1: Reese and Feyre wander the city for hours. They go through markets, Reese looking for a present in jewelry shops, as Feyre stays outside. She didn't want to introduce herself or for people to gawk at her, but no one looked at her twice. Mm-hmm. That's not that famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, come on, it's not all about you. <laughs> As they walked through the city, Rissan would tell her information about the place. No one treated him as he was treated under the mountain. They were warm with him. When people approached Rissan, he greeted each one by name. He then takes her to a section of the city known as the Artist's Quarter. It's called Aww. the Rainbow of Alara's.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. Of course, he would. <laughs> it's so colorful. Aww. You can find galleries supply stores sculpture gardens and anything in between but vera she'd never call herself an artist and right now where all the color and texture had once been was a filthy prison cell that's so sad Mm -hmm. yeah so have you ever lost interest in something you once loved because of another person
2: or something that happened to you so one of the things i lose interest in because of somebody else is usually like a favorite song that i kind of associate with an ex-boyfriend or something like that
0: yeah i get that yeah
2: yeah i can't think of anything that comes to mind for me I think anything from the 2000s is like spoiled for me right now. What? Well, I love the 2000s music. I, know. I listen to
1: Pop 2K on
2: Sirius, uh-huh.
1: and it's like all the hits from the Ots or whatever. It's really cool.
2: Yeah. I can never listen to Stank anymore. Oh my, oh my gosh.
1: Okay. Yeah. That one, yeah. That one does remind me of people right. in the past mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know also like it's not always and it's not always somebody that you're dating right sometimes it's an old friend yeah right like, we have a, an old friend that we are no longer friends with and she and i used to you know butt heads a little bit especially when there was a little alcohol involved or a lot <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: and some of the music that she liked i'm like uh-uh. i do not like that music at all or like even like if you went to a movie with somebody and it reminds you oh I went to oh, a with yeah. this person oh now I don't even want to watch that yeah. movie anymore.
2: That's true. Yeah, I guess there's places like Olive Garden.
1: Nah, man, I always want Olive Garden. <laughs> like
2: Olive Garden will, will remind me of uh, dates I've gone on like awful dates. Mm. Like oh, yeah. Maybe even
1: places, right? Certain bars we used to go to all the time. You know. Oh, oh yeah. 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 So, Feyre, she's tired, and Reese tells her it's almost time for dinner anyway. Feyre cannot help but get a little angry with all the types of fairies walking about, enjoying the sights and sunset. She wants them to know what she and all the Parisian had to endure. Hearing her thoughts, Reese tells Feyre that his people are blameless. And this calms her down.
2: I know, when I, um, when I listen to the graphic audio version... She's like obsessive, yeah. obsessively pissed off. What drives me crazy is like,
1: you hardly even know these people of Frithian, <laughs> and you wouldn't die for them, but you expect everybody else yeah. Know, yeah. to have done that too?
2: That's her, that's her trauma. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. she needs to get over it. I would be mad too, I guess. So Feyre asks Rissan who will be at dinner, and he says his inner circle. More along with Cassian, Azrael, and Amryn. She asks who they were and he says Amran is his second in command, more his third. This somewhat surprises Vera. They are both female. Amran looks hyfe, but she's something else, more ancient. She has a short temper, much like Vera, so she should be on her guard. She's a Chihuahua. For real. Those chihuahuas and you know, in human form, you gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah. With, um, I suppose. have three of them. <laughs>
0: in oh. human form? No, Charlie's not. Well
1: my mom. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Reese says that although he is the most powerful high lord in all of Prithian history, he's only interrupted Amnon once. Wait. Most powerful high lord in history? With his smirking and sarcasm and bedroom eyes. Ooh. I know, right?
2: <laughs> bedroom eyes.
1: So what kind of eyes are they? Okay, so like Arnold brilliance? and I were talking about <laughs> this, but he calls them something different. It's like F me eyes. Oh my goodness. Mm. And he was like looking at me, he's like, nah, you don't have them. Because <laughs> oh <my God. gasps> I'm not like, come hither, baby, you know? I would think like bedroom eyes are like half lidded eyes, you know? Yeah, and my eyes are just quite large. Like They're never like that close. Like closed. pretty
0: eyes? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I, mean, I, I hope those eyes that you're currently making
1: <laughs> does not get
0: it hot
1: and steamy for Charlie.
0: Uh-huh. Anything gets it uh, hot and steamy for Charlie. If I show him a picture of Henry Cavill. Oh my uh-huh. god. I mean,
1: honestly.
2: <laughs> That's the foreplay? Yeah.
1: So if Avery thinks to herself it might possibly be mercy to be ended by Amarin, and mm-hmm. this angers resand. For a hot second, she flashes from her body to his and sees how she looks. Mm -hmm. Face gaunt, cheekbones sharp, eyes dull, and there's purple underneath them.
0: Kind of like a Tim Burton character. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. She had not realized this was how she looked and she asks Rissan if that was a trick and he says no and wonders how she got through his shield. She turns to walk away, but re stops her. He wants to know how many other minds she has slipped into. And then he knows it's Lucian. <laughs> and what a miserable place to be.
0: Aww, oh, that's so miserable.
1: sad. He's thinking aloud how she is able to get into his mind, possibly because it came from his power. She asks him to take it back and that's not how it works. The power is bound to her life. She would have to be killed for him to get that power back and he enjoys her company way too much. Which is funny because So far she
2: <laughs> so far she hasn't been great company. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like nothing but bet you.
1: They are called de people who can walk into another person's mind. There aren't many of them in existence, but enough that many train against that skill set she needs to keep her shields up if she were to run into another like them they could possibly make her their slave and make her do whatever they wanted if you could walk into anyone's mind famous or not whose mind would it be
0: Britney Spears I know <laughs> I know
1: I would really want to know if like she's playing games with the public or right. this is, like her for real like for publicity Aww.
0: she's
2: been uh, crazy lately no I'm pretty sure she's like crazy medicated yeah dang or not very well medicated but that much but, like, that's then, crazy I know but medication doesn't fix everything like, like if you're like actively psychotic right yeah i
1: think she is because the things that she says the dances she does Mm -hmm. that's not like britney
0: spears
2: you know
1: that's not how you she didn't dance like that yeah she had actually good dances did y'all
0: hear about the conspiracy theories about her but it's not actually her
1: yeah yeah but if you you look at the different videos her teeth are different in a lot of
0: them that's crazy
1: you just take out some of the videos if you look up TikToks about it. They uh-huh. like freeze frame things, and you can see the difference in her teeth. That her teeth are very straight, uh-huh. but some of the videos of her, she's got a gap in her
2: front. That's crazy. Ooh, weird. That is mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Oh. That's scary. I would okay. Whenever I ask somebody the honest truth about what, whether I look stupid or not in an outfit, <laughs> that's when I would get into their mind, you know, to get their reaction. Right. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You're like, this bitch is lying to me. Or right. like Or like hair color. Hi. You guys, I
0: just did this part in front. What do you guys think? That's cute. Honestly, I didn't notice until you told me, but <laughs> yes, I like it. I noticed it last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I like the color. Thank you. It, it's a, it was a mistake. But it blends well. I jacked it up. Like, the color was not supposed to be this color.
0: Unlike me in high school mm-hmm. with my little chunk. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> but oh, this my God. I, I intentionally made it very really chunky in the front.
1: But also i would like to be in arnold's mind when i cook something and serve it to him oh. yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah
0: i would not because want to be in I say, hey
1: what do you think of this new recipe i'm trying out mm-hmm. and he's like mm. yeah it's good and then he doesn't ever eat it again <laughs> yeah so fairy gets a little pissy wondering if in a war with hibern if reese's pampered people get his protection and don't have to fight she walks off because she knows it was a childish comment, and she's wondering if she's broken. Maybe Amarantha broke her, and maybe she did it to herself when she killed those two fairies. Before dinner, Favorite and Rhys are fighting about flying into the House of Wind. You cannot winnow into it, it is protected. So they can walk up 10,000 steps. Oh my god. Or fly in. Can you imagine the buns you would have <laughs> at the end of that? <laughs> the cramps. <laughs> So she's all fancy in a midnight blue dress and f- fancy hair, and he promises not to mess up her hair. She wants to know why they can't meet at the townhouse, and Reese says that they're all up there anyway. So, would you say Ferris is nervous?
0: Would you say she's got watery bowels? <laughs> For sure. Probably. probably gone like 10 times by now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> she shat herself oh my god i would
2: shit myself if i was
1: (laughs) flying like in the air like that for real yeah i'm (laughs) like definitely afraid of heights i can't even
2: stand on a step stool and look down No, like, can you imagine someone's gonna pick you up? Do you guys get the stomach problems when you go on a trip? <laughs> I do.
1: I anyway. think mine's like the opposite. Like, I clench up and like I don't poop well, for like five days. Well,
2: yeah, but you get like gassy as Same. hell. And so, for someone to like squeeze you and fly you, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't just be like the atmosphere that you'd be blowing oh through. Goodness, <laughs> you could feel like some warmth on his arm, he'd <laughs> <Stop. laughs> <I'd> be farting.
1: <laughs> oh. Reese wants Vera to meet his friends before deciding if she will work with him. And he wants the meeting on his own terms. Not like Moore who just ambushed the house. If she wants to leave, they will. No questions asked. Same for her decision about working with him and his team. She comments she didn't know he had friends. Or just, like, why does she have to be such an asshole, right? <laughs> that is so funny. Sorry. <laughs> he grabs hold of her, encircling her with his wings, ready for takeoff. And she asks him, please don't drop her. And then he takes off before she can ever finish her sentence. When <laughs> she spends the flight sniffing his man Aww. scent.
2: Rain, salt, something citrusy. When you said something about the wings and how we spread them around her. Oh my goodness. It reminds me of those birds that do the little dance with their wings out. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. For their mating. The grackles. I don't know if it's the grackles, but like there are like all kinds of birds Uh that do the little
0: dance, you know, peacocks and. You know what that scene reminds me of? Casper. That scene where he takes Christina Ricci flying through the town. I got the old school mind going on. <laughs> so how important is the scent of a significant
1: other to you?
0: As long as he doesn't smell like wet laundry,
1: <laughs> oh, I'm all
0: good. Yeah. I mean, I do like the natural scents like cedarwood and amber and stuff like that. Mm. When he wears like the, his deodorants, because like he doesn't wear cologne or anything much. Mm-hmm. But when he wears like his deodorants, they're like overbearing. And I like that kind of scent. That's not like Arcas, but. Oh. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I like, I like a cologne, but it can't be too much. Uh-huh. And there's some colognes that a lot of people wore, you know, in the 90s or the early 2000s, like Polo or right. like Curve. Curve. <laughs> yeah, Curve <laughs> is another one. That is so, to me, it, sounds, it smells so generic now because so many people had it before. Right. And so when it hits you, you're like, oh, <laughs>
2: that reminds me of college, Oh yeah, as long as it's only one spray, right? And no more than one spray. If you can, if I can taste it
0: sitting next
2: to you, yeah, no, it's too much.
0: There are some ladies that like to spray the shit out of themselves, (laughs) and
2: it's like I know can't breathe. I'm sorry, but like Chanel number five is like
1: whoa, (laughs) my God. I think also the older you get, maybe you lose your sense of smell. And so Mm -hmm. that's why they put so much on. Right. Because they don't really smell it on themselves either. that Or they get like a blind Mm -hmm. nose because they've worn it so long. Mm -hmm. But why does it always have to be floral? (laughs) I know. I I hate floral uh, scents. Yeah. Right. So during the flight, Reese reveals something about his family. As a boy, he would jump out of his window and fly around the city, the river, the sea. His father never knew, but his mother was Illyrian, and would sometimes join him. Is there anything you can remember your mom doing when you were a child that makes you smile?
2: Well, something similar to this is I know mom would take us to McDonald's or Burger King and she would be like, hide the evidence. And I don't remember McDonald's so much as Peter Piper
1: pizza. Yeah. She would do that <laughs> all the time and dad would be at work and she would be like,
2: shh. <laughs> yeah or she would take one of the kids you went with her to alice to go shopping at wiener's <laughs> do you remember
1: that oh my gosh store?
2: yeah she would be like hey do you want to stop at burger king and then she would it would just be you and her you know eating at burger king mm-hmm. that's Aww. so cool it was cute
0: i would say the same for my mom after school she would take me to get a happy meal and then take me to the park we never got Happy Meals. So.
1: <laughs> like, if we got little burgers from McDonald's, it was just a little cheeseburger. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no happy. Oh, no toys.
1: <laughs> no toys at all. No. Upon landing, Farah looks out to Velaris and the sea. Reese wants Farah to say what's on her mind, but she's reluctant. So Reese tells her he's spent 50 years under the mountain and never thought he'd see this place again. He wished... He was the one who slaughtered Amarantha, and he thinks if war comes, it might be a long time before he can have another night like this. When she tries to ask another question, Reese says she needs to tell him something. He just told her three-somethings. Mm-hmm. So Farah goes and tells him many things. She must have been a fool in love to allow herself to see so little of the spring court. There was a lot she was never allowed to see or hear, and she was treated like a pet. She was a lonely person who might have fallen for the first thing that showed her a hint of kindness. Maybe Tam knew that. And maybe that worked for who she was before Under the Mountain, but not who she is now. Have you ever outgrown a relationship? I explain?
2: Yes. So one of the things... I learned as a young girl, a young girl of 30, one of the things I, you know, when you're with somebody, just because somebody isn't bad or doesn't treat you badly doesn't necessarily mean you're a good fit for them. There's other things that you have to consider when you're talking about being a compatible person with somebody and the way that some people approach life and how they solve their problems and how they communicate. Mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't mesh well with you you know maybe your love language is service or maybe it's touch or maybe it's gifts but whatever it is if it's not compatible with what you do and you don't see it as love then it's kind of hard to maintain a relationship where you don't feel like you're loved that's when i realize that i've, I've grown a relationship is when i see this person that is not willing to meet me halfway or they don't see my needs as important to them and then you know obviously then <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. I think that, like, through your different uh, stages in life, you mm-hmm. also grow out of those sorts of relationships. You know, we were in college, we were going out all the time, mm-hmm. we had a certain type of friends, and then we moved out to a different town and we were working now, our, our career jobs, right? And so you get a totally new set of friends because people are, you know, serious about going to their job, but also serious about partying, <laughs> you know, on the weekends mm-hmm. and enjoying the weekends because of this. And then you have a child, or you get married, or whatever. And so your circle of friends is constantly changing, yeah. based on your own personal life's um, right life. Your priority changes. Stage, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's that. And it's not necessarily always a bad thing. Sometimes you even see them later on and you're like, hey, and it brings back memories. And sometimes it's a good memory, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. always a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not friends with any of my exes, sorry. Uh (laughs) Well, I wasn't talking about exes, I was talking about ex-friends.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? That reminds me of high school friends where you feel like you don't have anything in common anymore. So, for example, I had a friend, and she just always seemed like she was kind of stuck in high school. And so we were going to college already, and the conversation and the the concerns that she had never kind of left high school level. You know, it was always about her boyfriend was cheating on her with this person, and that she's gonna you know yell at them on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Because, and and I'm like, who does that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes you just leave relationships behind because maturity people reach those levels Mm -hmm. of maturity differently
0: especially at a young age like me (laughs) i had a good friend in third grade through sixth grade until someone i know here came into my life and you're welcome (laughs) that friend left and this one appeared with an extra one and an extra one
1: (laughs) a couple sidekicks (laughs) Do you remember that movie, Sad Guys? <laughs> yes. I used to love Jonathan Brandon's. It makes me sad. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so Reese says now he owes her two because she's told him five, but later because his big sexy friends are standing in the doorway. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: would say later, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, let me check out your friends real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the second bottle of the night is Fruit Farm San Antonio
2: Strawberry Guava Semi-Sweet, Product of Italy. Chapter 16. Feyre looks at Reese's two friends, both large and powerful. Yeah. The larger tells Feyre they don't bite, unless asked to. (laughs) And this kind of surprises Feyre. Once facing toward the lit dining room, she sees that they are both gorgeous. Cassian then makes fun of Reese's outfit, saying that he and Feyre were both dressed so fancy the quieter male was named Azriel and just said welcome to Feyre. He seems to be surrounded by shadows. Rhys tells Feyre he is his spymaster. When shaking his hand, she notices it's scarred from burns. Oh. So, have you ever gone to an event or place and either been overdressed or underdressed? I'm forever underdressed. We used
1: to have a point where we'd go places, you and I... Zen, mm-hmm. and we'd be overdressed. Always, and we'd be all fancy. We'd go to this bar, and it was like this dive bar that everybody's just wearing flip flops and cargo shorts. yeah And we'd be all dressed up with high heels and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's just
2: that was just, our thing. That was our yeah. That was our thing. Like we were, we, it was already planned. Like we were gonna dress up, right? And, and I, it wasn't nothing like crazy fancy, no, no, right? No. It was just
1: overdressed. But you know what's funny is like I live the life of underdressed now. I know <laughs> that's my comfort. My like acella says my comfy state. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh. totally. Feyre asks if they are brothers, and Reese answers that they are in the sense that all bastards are brothers. Cassian commands Reese's armies. Azrael tells Feyre that Cass is also good at pissing everyone off. Cassian asks how Feyre managed to kill the Bintan guard worm, looking as frail as she did, and she retorts asking why no one has killed him. <laughs> <laughs> And this seems to make Reese's buddies happy. Moore then joins the group of friends and Farrah notices a change in Asriel as he watches her walk in. Farrah is somewhat relieved that Moore has decided to dress a little fancy too. Moore tells Cassian he should have at least brushed his hair. (sighs) After a few more jabs between the friends, Moore asks Feyre to join her while the men have drinks. And then Amron shows up, a short, delicate woman with silver eyes. The way it's described in the book, it's not just silver irises, right? Right. They're they're completely silver.
1: Oh, really? I didn't
2: know that. Yeah. Yeah. They
1: did not register that it was the entire eyeball. Yeah, I
2: think that's, yeah. (laughs) Moore and Cassian sit at the table to drink wine. But Az and Reese sort of monitor the meeting of Amron and Feyre. Amarin thanks Reese for her new piece of jewelry, which Feyre realizes is what Reese was shopping for in the markets earlier. When Amarin gets close to Feyre, she comments that they are alike in that they both were born something else and are now trapped in bodies that are not their own. There is another, but Miriam has not been heard from in centuries. Miriam was given a new life, not a new body, but everything about Feyre was made. More interrupts, saying that they should eat instead of talk so much. She snaps her fingers and plates full of food appear. That would be so awesome <laughs> if you could do that, right? Yes. You don't want to cook, just snap those fingers. Absolutely. Mm. And you know what? Me too. You know, I'm like, we'll talk after we order the starters, okay? So Cassian looks at Amryn, not eating and mentions that he always forgets she doesn't eat. He grabs her plate and puts half of the food on his own and oh. passes the rest to Azrael. Mm-hmm. Farah asks about her eating and Amran tells her she does not eat this sort of food. She doesn't ask her to elaborate. So, have you ever been somewhere where there is food and someone is weirdly not eating? Yes. <laughs> okay. Expand.
1: Well, not necessarily not eating, but... I had this intern, and she was a vegetarian, oh. and so we would all be eating or we'd go out to eat, and we tried to pick something she would like, but a lot of times she would have like rice or <laughs> beans, like a side item, and we're thinking, that's not a meal. Yeah. So it was it was different.
2: Yeah. I dated a vegan. Everything we did was centered around kind of that, so.
0: Duh. Every time I take Charlie to one of y'all's get together, she doesn't eat shit. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. I did notice that. Charlie doesn't ever eat. Uh -uh. Why? I don't know. He Hit once, like a couple months ago, and we're like all in shock. Like two wings or something. I was like, oh, "Oh." yeah, yeah. We ordered
1: wings for (laughs) my birthday, I think. (laughs) Right, was it my birthday? I don't remember. I don't remember now. An <laughs> I'm just making things up. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Liar. That's weird. <laughs> that
2: That's... is weird. Okay, so Feyre is sort of staring at Asriel's stones on his gauntlet, so he shows them to her and explains that they are siphons. They concentrate and focus their power in battle. He and Cass wore them. They allow for the magic to be more precise in battle. Their power in its natural form is messier and potentially dangerous. Farrah tries to ask Asriel a question and accidentally calls Cassian a lord, which <laughs> makes the entire lot laugh. None of them are lords. Moore is the only pure-blooded, titled person in the room. Reese is half Illyrian and the three males are not high fae. I have a question though.
1: <laughs> so she's staring at Asriel and <laughs> mm-hmm. have you ever been caught staring at somebody? No, nope. I have. I am so bad at staring <laughs> at people and
2: it could be strangers. You get that from your mother.
1: And I'll just stare at them and then they look at
2: you and you're like, oh no, shit!" You to know, called out. But I've, Oh, you mean have the, the person that you're staring at caught you?
0: Yes. Absolutely. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: So I do that all the time to Arnold too. And he'll say something like, why are you looking at me? And I'll just say, oh, you're so handsome. Oh my but God. sometimes I'm just like... Looking you get a booger. Him, I'm like, <laughs> this guy, he needs a haircut. My hair, oh, he's shaved. Is it a booger? Oh,
2: my <laughs> gosh. Yeah no that you were meaning like has your love interest caught you staring at somebody oh, no, else no, just, oh, <laughs> oh,
1: oh no that has not happened to me that's <laughs> awkward I'm talking about like you see somebody and I've done it so many times with females and it's so embarrassing because <laughs> I'll see somebody dress really nice and I'll yeah. s- just stare at them I'm just admiring and, them then. Right? and then yeah. they look at
2: you and you're like oh, crap you, look, you have to look away real fast right <laughs> yeah, because that's embarrassing <laughs> okay how about have you caught your your male partner looking at somebody else I have not I have okay so Arnold I
1: think he does it but he's real smooth about it so <laughs>
2: mm. yeah I've definitely caught it I'm like mm-hmm, whatever I always forget that the boys, Cassian and Asriel they don't have pointy ears oh, that's right that's right they have regular mm. ears they're not so since they're not high fae they're like lesser fae
1: I do would you like pointy ears <laughs> I mean... Do you think that would change how you feel about your mate?
2: No. I will take any of them. Are ears important to you? No. no. Shoot, eyes are important to me.
1: They he has at least one, right? But if you're working yeah. with one, you're
2: good. Yeah. But no, the pointy ears would not bother me. See, I have like this thing with ears
1: and ear lobes. not necessarily the... Uh, The cartilage part, Uh but the little
2: lobes. Yeah. I love me some soft, chunky lobes. When Julia was little, she used to massage her little earlobes or other people's earlobes, which is even weirder, but to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Because they were so
1: soft and squishy. And so Arnie, I would tell him, Your earlobe looks like a chicken nugget. I'm going to
0: eat it. (laughs) Oh, dude, you're so
1: weird. I understand that. And I (laughs) always ask him, I always ask Arnie. Are you okay with your mom being a little weird and he's all Yeah, it's alright. So he's <laughs> <good>.
2: <laughs> So Farah quiets the room when she mentions she did not see any of them under the mountain. Reese explained that he kept his inner circle a secret from Amarantha, along with Alaris. She sees that Reese's people are deeply affected by all that he did to protect them. Farah then asks how they met. Cassian explains that they all hated each other at first. The Illyrians dwell in clans and camps deep in the mountains and do not like outsiders, as is the bastard son of a lord who sent him to the camp once he realized he was a shadow singer. A fairy sought out for their stealth and predisposition to hear and feel things others can't. Cass explains that he was dumped there as soon as he was able to walk. And Reese explains that the Illyrians are brutal and backward, especially with how they are with females. The females are crippled so they can be bred. Once of childbearing age, having their first period, their wings are clipped. Reese's mother tried her hardest to keep from getting to that stage. But when she did, she was dragged to a camp where Reese's father saw her and the mating bond set in place. Although mates, they were complete opposites and ended up hating each other. But his mother did appreciate that his father saved her wings and Reese made it to the camp when he was eight. A part I didn't include in there was that the father, Reese's father, misted
1: the people that uh, took his mother to, Mm -hmm. to the camp. Yeah. And then when Sarah asks him, what is misting? He like
0: squeezes a lemon or something like that, I think it is. I don't and really like know. he mists it in the air for her. I'm like, oof.
2: Yeah.
0: Kind of like in the Avengers when Thanos like makes everybody disappear by the that dusty that stuff that. Yeah. Help- yeah.
1: yeah. I'm not sure, but. So there's also a sort of misting going on in one of the witchers episodes recently, mm-hmm. the latest. So just keep in mind, misting, and you'll think of it and be like, mm-hmm. oh, misting. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: gross. Okay, sorry for the interruption. So which power of the three would you choose? The ability to mist somebody, kick some ass, or the ability to hear or feel things others can't? Mist. <laughs> you know I think
1: I would want the kick ass ass kicking abilities because
2: yeah.
1: I would I would want to be strong I don't want to hear or feel anybody's feelings trust oh, me and I, like I, have, I have enough of my own <laughs> no. I don't have to deal with anybody else's it seems like a curse to me yeah I mean the missing is cool
2: but I oh. feel like I would accidentally miss somebody. My 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 like, yeah. sorry, you're, you're
1: like uh, walking and you tripped. Like, I would totally trip down the sidewalk. Oh and it's yeah, uneven, and then no.
2: just... oof! Dang it, that was my dog. <laughs> like, oh my you God. didn't use your blinker. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> and the car just like <laughs> is off by itself. Oh <laughs> <That's laughs> my like, darn! Maybe if I was able to like reverse it <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So definitely the kicking ass one did not know how to fight when he entered the camp, and Cassian took advantage, beating him into a bloody mess. His mother sent him to the camp to learn how to battle for when he was not able to use his magic. At his home at the edge of the camp, his mother would tutor him. One of the nights he saw Cassian walking in the cold looking for shelter, Reese followed Cassian to his campsite and brought him home. They still weren't truly allies until a year later when Azriel arrived. Reese's mother took him in because she knew Azriel's mother. Reese's power and Cass and Az's fighting abilities set them apart from all the other Illyrians. Then the war came, and Reese's father came to the camp to get some warriors. Afraid that they were too powerful together and might turn against him, he separated the three. As Cass is continuing to tell their story, he mentions Reese being captured, but is interrupted by Reese. Reese tells Feyre after he became high lord, he appointed the four seated as his inner circle. The rest of his father's old court left when Reese told them if they didn't like his friends, they could leave. Reese explains that those in the court all hated him. The ones smart enough to stay quiet about it survived and live beneath the mountain in the hewn city. They rule themselves and that's the court of nightmares. Feyre moves on to the ladies asking how they joined Reese. Amran says that she joined as soon as Reese asked her to be his second. Moore simply says she was a dreamer born in the court of nightmares, who got out. <laughs> Cassian asks Feyre about her story, which surprises her because she assumed Reese had told them all. Jeez Feyre, <laughs> it's not all about you. Feyre gives them a short synopsis of her last 19 years. Cassian asks if she taught herself to fight along with hunting. He then offers his teachings once she shakes her head. She mentions she thought it was a bad idea to be seen learning to fight. Moore tells her a couple of things. One, she has left the spring court. That sends a message alone. Two, she understands how the opinion of others can affect her. But eventually, she will say to hell with the reputation and do what she desires. Farah realizes that even in this short time, Moore seems to be a better friend than Ianthi ever was. Oh, Uh, Uh, (laughs) Ianti. Okay, so would you say that you are someone who is easy to get along with? And what is your friend-making style? I think that once you get through my outer shell (laughs) it's very hard y'all it's like a coconut
1: for real i'm really easy to get along with (laughs) once you get past that hard shell yes but i am also a an observer i observe people and how they act and i kind of like guess what type of person they are or you know figure it out before I like decide if I want to be their friend to begin with. Yeah. And so a lot of people will tell me, Oh, you were you were really quiet when we first met him. Yeah, yeah I was, but I was I was judging you all <laughs> <laughs>
2: you are not approved You're girl you have made the
1: cut <laughs> All right.
2: but i do the same thing the similar a similar thing i wait see how they are are they gonna have my kind of humor you know what, exactly what kind mm-hmm. of humor is it light and cheery or yeah. is it poo-poo potty you know like oh,
1: cr- <laughs> curse word approved or what is it <laughs> oh, mine is like mean girl funny like i am a mean girl for real like through, and, through. Real. and so there's a few people that really like it because it's funny yes it is <laughs> and there's some People that I have to like to tune it down, like mm-hmm. you can't be that mean,
0: right? Because you'll hurt them, no apparent
2: reason,
1: or they just don't get that kind of humor. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just tone it down a little bit, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, like some people don't play back, you know. And I guess it's kind of like the, the dynamic with Farah and Reese, mm-hmm. you know, that they're that challenging each other, like right. making jokes about each other. And i think that's also why Feyre when she made fun of
1: uh, Cassian they were so Mm -hmm. happy because that's their type of thing to play around always teasing and whatnot
2: yeah she could dish it you know she could take it and she could dish it whatever but yeah i like that kind of dynamic as well Well, well, what about you maggie yeah what type of style you got
0: Uh, i'm easy to get along with but i just have that personality where you have to have certain people to get along with if you get me like the things that i'm into and the way I play around, not many people like that, they judge you or whatnot. So you get through that, then you're okay. Like I'm into the paranormal and stuff. Yeah. So the three of us, uh-huh. this is gonna be a hard one. <laughs> Who has the
2: meanest resting bit face? You do?
0: You. I do not, I would say <laughs> <think> you do. <laughs> Me? Ugh.
2: It, it might be true. At work, you know, I everyone is always like, oh, I always thought you were mean, and I'm like.
1: <sighs> <laughs> Honestly, a lot of times when I think that people probably think I'm mean, it's a face where I'm like thinking of something. And yeah. like, I don't mean to make an ugly face, but I'm thinking of something and I'm off in another world. I'm, I don't even know that you're talking to me. In fact, sometimes, I, okay, I've already told you guys oh. that I have the worst hearing. You, no, go, go ahead, try <laughs> to explain. But there will be people talking to me and they're like, Julia, are you ignoring me? And I'm like, no, man, I really didn't hear you. Were you
0: talking to me? And I'm like, daydreaming. <laughs>
2: I just have selective hearing. That's all my problem. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember when we would be going shopping at like Bell's and the the salesperson would be like asking her, ma'am, can I help you? I just see her. Like, full look at them. And then turn around and walk oh. the other way. I was like, yeah, no, girl. She was Damn. talking to you and you knew it. Yeah. Okay, so speaking about the wrestling bitch face I-, face. face, I remember I literally got bangs to see if that would help with the RBF. That was so hardcore at work. And I guess it just didn't work to cover my eyebrows. So my eyebrows are like arched so i can't help it i look i look like i'm
0: fucking pissed all the time i think that's me i think who made the comment last time that you don't have wrinkles because i i never smile <laughs> like oh. why is just
2: like so farah is happy to have met these four of reese's inner circle and tells him she accepts his offer this makes him happy and he tells her that they start tomorrow hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you hate that I'm you? Like, oh, i need to take a leave of absence right. real quick <laughs> <laughs> you got the job like, don't you, like, try to make an arrangement to have, like, two weeks off or something? For real. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The king of Hybern intends to resurrect Jurian Dang it. I really wanted that. <laughs> oh, that, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Julia. Julia writes our notes. <laughs> Reese wants to know how the king intends to do it. Amran reminds him that he knows about Feyre's coming back to life. Moore asks if all the massacres of the temples was the king's doing, and Reese reveals that, as discovered, this is indeed true. They are looking for something. So, Pharaoh realizes that the adder probably made away with the wonderful ring. (laughs) (laughs) The wonderful ring and finger bone. Oh, Oh, I don't want the finger bone. I just want the ring. (laughs) Oh, Lord. But how do you make a person out of these scraps? Amorin says that they need to go to the bone carver at the prison to find out. They are all surprised when Reese says that he and Pharaoh will be going because Pharaoh was an immortal with a mortal soul, and the bone carver might be willing to talk with her. And after dealing with so many creatures, Pharaoh has no fear and agrees. (laughs) You know, she fought the Midgard worm. She can go see the bone carver, right? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Chapter 17.
1: It was decided that Reese and Pharaoh would be visiting the prison tomorrow. Pharaoh tells Reese that she felt him through the bond once again tonight. But Reese is still trying to figure out how it all works. How do they feel each other's feelings? Even when they don't want the other to know. That would suck. That would no. suck, right? Because I'm like all
2: judgy. <laughs> I'm like so mad at you. I don't know why you put trash in the sink when the trash bin is right there. That has always been your thing. It's always and forever. Cause you know why?
1: Cause dad did it. That has (laughs) always been her thing. If you put, and so I have this bad habit of at night, especially Mm -hmm. I'll go around and I find all, you know, we buy those canned waters, those clear Americans or whatever. And I know for a fact that Arnie and Estella have not finished theirs. And they will take another one out and another one out. So at (sighs) the end of the night, I grab all the cans and I put them upside down in the sink so they'll drain. And I, sometimes I won't take them out to the next day, so there's trash in my sink sometimes. <laughs> but I'm also the one who does the dishes, so I'm also the one who's going to take them out, so mm-hmm. that's my excuse.
2: Oh, Un-
1: unforgivable. She starts discussing what she's learned tonight, what Reese sacrificed to keep his city and his people safe acting like a ruler of the Court of Nightmares and becoming Amarantha's whore. Amarantha wanted to know details of Reese and his court, who he was close to. But Reese used what power he had left to protect this one city by affecting the minds of every night court member Amarantha captured. She was such a smart lady. So because he used the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Sorry. That sounds laughs> because he used the majority of his powers hiding them, he had little to use on my dear Amarantha, and oh became her whore as a sort of
2: distraction.
1: Long live Amarantha! Oh, oh my God. God.
2: Favorite, you find it. Amara the T-shirt for Julia.
1: <laughs> no, she. Okay, I can't help
2: it that she was brilliant. Okay, oh yeah, she
1: might have been mean, but she was
2: clever. her <laughs> cruelty. Oh God, she did have better monologues than the King of Hybern.
1: For real, she was. Oh, she <laughs> she was, really did. And she was funny sometimes.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Feyre tells Reese that it's a shame he doesn't let all of Prithian know. How he truly is. Yeah. Brice says, as long as the ones he cares about know the truth, the rest can think what they like. So, guys, do you care what others think of you? Yes. I know. I would like to say no. Yeah. But I totally do. Yeah. Right. But it's probably a level, you know, like, I don't care what you think, but I want to <laughs> know what you think. You know, as far as, like, the different types of people you are around. Maybe Mm -hmm. your work people don't mean as much, but you're, like, inner circle, obviously. Mm -hmm. Or
2: You know what? I I feel like I care less about what people think in the morning and more at night. Uh Like, towards the end of the day. Yeah.
0: Uh That's interesting. Like, personality-wise, I don't care what people think about me because I know I'm a bad bitch. Uh (laughs) Shut up. <laughs> Anyways. But you're a bad bitch because you're not a bitch. No, I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> just a bitch. But, but uh, as okay. for, like, looks and stuff, like, a lot that I get, like, no confidence in that I feel like I don't want judgment from.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, Look, yeah. Looks is hard.
1: Uh, well, I think that everybody has insecurities mm-hmm. in that aspect. It might not be always the same thing, but it's something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm like my damn short legs. (laughs) Seriously, I have the shortest legs of anybody I know of mine, Junior. Mm -hmm. He's got, like, maybe shorter than me, so he's beating me by a little bit. But still, I've got the shortest legs in the world. No. (laughs) There's some babies out there. Thanks a lot.
2: You're welcome. (laughs) Anyway, I feel like looks, you know, it's always hard. But personality-wise... I'm like, uh, it is what
1: it is. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm, this is it. favorite is awoken in the middle of a nightmare by Sand. She has dreamt of our dear Amarantha. <laughs> she has shredded the sheets surrounding her, but not with a knife. It's with living claws <laughs> flame on her hands. She then runs to the toilet to puke all her lovely dinner up. You know, and Moore works so hard on that with that little snap of her finger. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She throws it (laughs) up. She's like... Reese tells her of his own nightmares while
2: holding her hair back. What the F, Tamlin? That's so sweet. I like how, like, Sarah J Maas just mentions here that he holds tight, like, to her hair. Like, he makes sure that that hair is not getting in that
1: vomit. Yeah, I know. That Mm -hmm. smells awful, too, and she doesn't even take a bath when she goes back to sleep, so... They both agree that they each did horrible things to protect the people they loved. Before falling back to sleep, Reese lets her know that the flames, they come from the Autumn Court. The next day, they visit an island in the heart of the Western Isles, where the prison is located. The rock under the mountain is the prison. Reese explains that the prison is quite old... Older than Prithian. It was made before High Lords were made. Amryn won't go into the prison because she was once a prisoner inside. But as Rhys moves to go into the prison, Feyre phrases, She cannot go further. And with that question, Rhys takes her back to Valaris.
2: Okay, so the next <laughs> wine that we have opened and are drinking is Baron Delay. Okay, chapter 18. When Feyre awakens next, she finds Amran is standing at the <laughs> foot of her bed. <laughs> what a sight. Some short right. thing with silver yeah. eyes, like, looking with at silver, you. silver. What the yeah. hell? Yeah.
1: What if, alien.
2: What if oh. they glow, right? <laughs> she tosses her a gold amulet of pearl and cloudy blue stone. This helped Amran get out of prison, and she is lending it to Feyre. So... Have you ever been woken up by someone standing over your bed? Yes. Who was it? Guess. Charlie. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so me is
1: a yes also, and it's two children. And they are creepy as hell at night because they'll be like in your face, and they're like... Mama. Oh my god.
2: I want juice. you so- <laughs> <laughs> like, you
1: still have a sleep so even if they tell you something that's so um, like innocent you're like <laughs> It's like, all you see is like a black figure
2: in the middle of the night. Why do parents wake up like that, though? Do you remember when, would, would you ever go and like wake up mom from like a dead sleep and she would be like, oh, <laughs> okay, so, so, so,
1: so. Arnold does not get woken up by the kids. The kids can be yelling and oh he God. is asleep. But I get up in the middle of the night to go pee. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. And I'm like, seriously, I'm just gonna go pee. And then, and then when I say I'm gonna go pee, he's like, oh. And I'm like, I'm gonna go pee. I was trying to be quiet so you could stay asleep, and you just wanted to have a whole conversation.
0: Oh my gosh! Oh
1: my god! And so then, does anybody ever stand up and stand over you and Ben?
2: Ooh, that you know of? Yes i Georgie. Hi. Oh, my George. My hey, Georgie. He'll, like, stand there looking at me sometimes because he's wanting me to do something, and he's already given me his little cup. He's like, I want juice, basically. But some of the weirdest things that happen were probably we'll be like, napping or like, snoozing on the couch, and he'll start laughing
1: oh, wow. in his sleep. Oh, my God. The kid's laughing in their sleep. That is very spooky. That <laughs> is spooky, dude. So, Stella, when she's asleep... She's yelling at George sometimes. Uh-oh. No, no, Georgie. No, no, no. Uh-oh. And I think it's so funny because I'm like, she never even says anything about Arnie. I'm like, oh, he's your brother <laughs> and you're like talking about George. That's
0: funny. But she <laughs> will
1: be yelling at people in her sleep.
0: That's funny.
2: She's practicing.
1: She's, she's just mean. She she's takes like,
2: after her mother. That's all right. She so take heard. some practice to girl boss. Okay. So Reese and Farah return to the mountain where the prison is located. Rhysand is all decked out in fighting leathers and has a sword, and this surprises Farah. Hello, I know, Mister Leather. Okay, Farah asks if he would lose in a fight with Cassian, and he says yes. Cassian is the best warrior he's encountered, which is why he is the lead of his armies. She then asks about the scars on Az's hands, and Reese tells her of the torture he endured at the hands of his two older brothers and his father's wife. That's messed up. Yes. He was confined to a cell without windows or light, and the brothers wanted to test Illyrian's quick healing gifts with oil and fire. Aww. Reese also lets Farah know that the brothers were punished eventually.
0: Good yeah how can you do that to your own family i know messed
2: up reese then explains that moore oversees the dynamics between the court of nightmares and the court of dreams she runs Valaris and the hewn city she is who reese calls when the armies fail and both Az and Cass are dead amrin is his political advisor walking library because she's ancient and if there comes a war where Az, Cass and Moore are gone, Reese would break the spell on Amran and unleash her on the world. He explains that Amryn is something else. Worse than them. Okay,
0: here's my question. Yes. The last couple of chapters they've been dropping hints about yeah. Amron. Uh-huh. <clears throat> what do you think she is? From the looks, the description, and everything that they've been putting together, like I personally, from when they said Her little quote that she said, we who were born something else and found ourselves trapped in a new strange body, Mm -hmm. and then him saying that he would unleash her on the world, her having silver eyes and all that stuff. I feel like she's a dragon or something.
1: I would say a dragon or alien.
0: (laughs) Because of the silver right, eyes? So.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, there's lots of theories about what Cameron uh-huh. is, but I don't think anyone's really come up with an answer. Right. But because there's so much lore and so much background, mm-hmm. one of the theories is that she's an angel. Oh, okay. From Earth. hmm From an Earth-like planet. Right, right, right. Yeah, but then she got put into that form, a mm-hmm. you know, body, basically. Mm-hmm. That's but one what, of the theories. What would you think that she would be? I am either the angel, mm-hmm. but you know what? The dragon sounds plausible, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything else in that universe that has silver eyes. Mm. Like silver yeah. eyes. Yeah.
0: Alien. Alien? They <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. have black eyes. And she's 15,000 years old, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Amorin? She, she's an amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> she is something. She's a cranky old aunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. They reach the gates made of bone. The halls are empty because, as Reese explains, they dwell within the rock and only emerge for feeding time or to deal with prisoners. They are nothing but shadows of thought and an ancient spell. The prison falls under Reese's jurisdiction, and his blood is keyed to the gates. He is unable to free prisoners. Once sentenced and the prisoner enters the gates, they belong to the prison. Feyre asks how long Amrin was imprisoned and he says that she had been there before Prithian was split and emerged once the courts had been established. He thinks she's a creature from another world who got trapped after walking through a rip in the fabric of the realms. He believes there are others in the prison that came from somewhere else and are looking for their way home. Before reaching the bone carver, Reese explains he doesn't know what he is. But he can appear one way to Feyre and another way to him simultaneously. Rasan makes a door appear and it's made of bone with carvings in it. To Feyre, the bone carver appears as a dark-haired boy with eyes of crushing blue who looked no older than eight. Rissan throws an object to him, the bone that made the final kill of the Midgard worm. This dude saved it. <laughs> he's just as bad as the Why couldn't he get to ring? No, he's like, my baby.
1: My baby killed her with this thing. Oh my gosh. I love her. He like sleeps with it under his
0: pillow. He does. He hugs it.
2: <laughs> Upon entering the cell, once invited in, the, the bone carver asks Feyre where she went when she died. Feyre offers a question for a question. The first he wants to know is where she went and saw. The memories of that time flood Feyre's mind and she sees Rasand go stiff. She tells the bone carver she heard the crack of her neck and then she went into the dark. She felt a tether and she yanked and could see again, but not through her own eyes, but Risan's eyes. There was just a tiny scrap of spirit clinging to the thread of their bond, and she tells him that there was no one there in the darkness besides her bond. She followed that bond back after she was made anew, and she was not afraid because the worst had happened. The carver continues asking questions like, was there another world, a light, a portal? Did she have a body? He would have continued if her had not interrupted to say that that was enough. He had asked her a total of six questions. Feyre's first question was, how you could return a soul into a body if there was only a bit of bone left of that person? <laughs> and an eyeball. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness. Don't forget about that lovely piece of jewelry. Yeah. Don't, don't put it to waste. There is no way, unless before Haifei and man there was a cauldron. All magic was contained in it and the world was born in it. When it fell into the wrong hands lots of wicked things were done and forged with it. The cauldron could not be destroyed because it had made everything and all would be lost. So it was hidden and forgotten and only with it could something that is dead be reforged? Rizan asks where it was hidden, and he says, at the bottom of a frozen lake in Lapland, but it's no longer there. Long ago, the three feet on which it stands were cleaved to somehow lessen some of the power it contained. The three were hidden in different temples, Caesare, Sangrava, and Itiga. If they had gone missing, it is likely someone is trying to put the cauldron back together to its full power. The Mm -hmm. carver seems to be done answering questions, so Rhysand moves to leave the cell, but Feyre stops to tell him another bit of information. There was a choice in death. She could have faded into the dark, but chose to fight. But she felt that there was something else waiting beyond the dark, something good. The carver confirms what Rissan knew all along. The king of Hybern is attempting to get the cauldron up and running. Question: Yes. So, when she
1: says that she felt that there was something beyond the dark, something good, mm-hmm. like is that like another world? You think? Yes,
2: I think so. Do you think we'll <clears throat> learn more about this? Yes, I do. All right. Especially if we keep reading and Sarah mask keeps writing. (laughs) She cannot go on vacation. No, she can't. No. No days off for you. No. Sarah blurts out another truth. If the third fairy she had to stab was not Tamlin, she would have turned the dagger on herself. This little bit of information seems to devastate Reese. The carver tells him that with the cauldron, one could also shatter the wall. So... Reese seems surprised at some of Farah's thoughts and revelations. When do you think the bridge to her thoughts came to be? I'm assuming it was after
1: all of the trials. Like maybe when he saw her on the balcony and it clicked, supposedly clicked in his mind mm-hmm. that they were bonded. I think, I would assume that's when he started feeling her feelings. But I think mm-hmm. like through his little tattoo in his eyeball, he <laughs> could get a, like a view, a viewing into... What's actually happening, but maybe not what's inside her mind. Right. But maybe, maybe after he figured that they were mated, that's when he... Like, Mm -hmm. maybe as soon as you find out. But, you know, like, Beaver does not know that they're mated. She can still see... So I don't know. I, I'm totally confused.
2: Yeah. It's hard to say like, at this point, if you are like, okay, so if this is the point that you've been reading up to. This is like the first time that you're kind of hearing how they hear each other's thoughts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Later on, he does describe when he starts he- hearing her thoughts and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's like three different times, like three different time frames. F I know he just tell the truth he's real. I mean it could be author issues but it's three different times so it gets earlier and earlier the earliest that I know in all the series is that he literally can see her painting the chest of drawers. When oh, she was a human still,
1: but so then why is he surprised that she was going to turn the dagger
2: to his on herself? That's the thing. the whole the thing about you know, and Kalan how he was she was drawn to him, that's another sign that they were both like mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. mates or whatever. but he would have dreams also when she was a human of somebody right. pa- painting the the drawers or whatever well, you know maybe
1: like his thoughts, or his gateway to her feelings wasn't as consistent as it is now. Maybe like it was just bits and pieces. Yeah. And so maybe that's why he didn't know until Right, he's been close with her and like talking to her, and so now
0: he's like. Once that trust was fully formed.
2: Yeah, keep in mind that she's only what nineteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like nineteen of the years that he was under the mountain, he was under the mountain forty nine years. So. Damn. It started under the mountain, so that's some like traumatic. No, no. Stuff going on for him, and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I'm seeing this chick painting her drawers." You know. Her drawers. <laughs> her drawers. What <laughs> you the know? hell is she painting on them? <laughs> Fire, and flowers, and night stars, whatever. But, you know. Anyway, the carver then tells them that the cauldron's maker forged a book, the Book of Breathings, and inside are the spells to negate the cauldron's powers or control it. But after the war, this book was split into two pieces. One held by the Fae, and one held by the six human queens. The book was deemed harmless because like calls to like, and only something which is made can speak the spells and summon summon its power. So now the Fae's piece is possessed by the High Lord of the Summer Court, and the queens have entombed their piece in the palace by the sea. The Fae have protected it with blood spells keyed to Summer himself, and the queens had the help of Fae make it so that the book had to be given and not taken it would melt into ore otherwise they must reunite both halves of the book to nullify its powers Resand and Vera then leave the prison and upon comparing their view of the carver we find out that he appeared as Jurian to Resand How would the carver appear to you Hmm that is so weird that it would be Jurian to Resand right
1: And the thing is is they said that they never mentioned that the person that he was bringing back to life was Jurian. So it was quite interesting that the Carver already knew, kind of, yeah. that it was Jurian that they were talking about.
0: Yeah. So Feyre is the little boy around eight. With blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Is that foretelling something, too? Yes. Okay. It's mm-hmm. Sandra's favorite word. What is it? <laughs> foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing.
2: Foreshadowing. Yeah. So what would the carver look like to you? Well, if it was similar to the vision that Feyre had, it would be George probably in his little graduation outfit from high school or something. Mm,
1: that's so cute. I would just think of Georgie as a baby when his cheeks were so chunky.
2: mm, mm. But if it was something like Jurian, then it would be, I don't know, my future boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's terrible. That, that would be spooky. Okay, yeah. but you know what? Also, Jurian poured himself out to Amarantha's sister. Okay.
1: So, Jurian and Risan are like. Have something in common. Quite, yeah.
2: Yeah, because he you know betrayed he, her, he,
1: killed her. They are. Um, sister bangers oh
2: no no, no. <laughs> yeah i don't know about that
1: but yeah so going you be like hey you are you gonna need sister sister <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's like this is not this is not happening like she said if Farah probably my dad that's the only i don't have kids or anything the other one i don't know i don't have like anybody in mind
1: <clears throat> i don't have any idea i don't i can't pick between my kids so i have to pick something totally different it would be, I was going to say like an alien. Oh <laughs> my
0: gosh, you and your dumb
2: alien. So Amaranth.
1: Maybe it would be Amarantha my friend. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. She's,
0: she's like,
2: we could have been friends. She'd be like, hey girl, you want another piece of jewelry? I'll show you how to do it. Start an Etsy shop together. <laughs>
0: How's yeah? you can make a ring pops but i pops. oh gross
1: <laughs> do you think that maybe amarantha had a hidden ring and it was
2: lucian's eyeball Ew. oh uh, you know she wasn't gonna let it go to waste mm-hmm. you know she was gonna make some damn earrings <laughs> she was hoping for
1: favorites so that was the last chapter any questions or comments from you guys
2: this is like <laughs> probably like where a lot of the lorry stuff comes out a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like the bone carver and the descriptions get really kind of heavy.
1: Any other questions, comments? No. From you two? No. Okay, questions or comments from our listeners mm-hmm. can be sent to the3whinywitches
0: at gmail.com. The number three. We can be followed on Instagram and
2: TikTok at 3 whiny witches. And you can listen to the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're available on iHeartRadio, on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. Please leave us a five-star review and forward us any questions that you may have through the TikTok app or Instagram as well. Until next time. See you later, which is Toodles. <laughs>